Welcome to Manifesting Mastery. Get the message radio show. This is Monique Gallagher with SchoolofSelfRevolution.com. A little bit about why we exist. We are gifted a conscious mind, and that's meant to direct what we want to create. It's the leader. It's the chooser. And you've got desires, wishes, and dreams, things you want to experience in this life. Now, your conscious mind needs empowerment in order for these things to be manifested. And that empowerment lives right within you. Your unconscious mind is your personal manifesting power. And once it knows what you want to experience, it works for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week in the background. And it gives you the guidance. It gives you the messages. gives you the intuitive insight to make it happen. The problem is, over time, we've been talked out of believing in our imaginative creative power. We've been talked into following books, things that worked for other people, but not tapping into our unique creative power. And really, that's how the disempowerment worked. And this is how your conscious mind got convinced it has no control because it thinks it needs assistance from outside. And so it starts to, you know, feel not in charge of its life. It starts to believe that the environment has more power or authority, and it gives up. And surrenders its right to choose and then we get open to being led even more and influenced into what society or others want us to do thinking we can't get what we want that's not true so my desire is with these radio shows and school of self com, is to awaken and empower you to this fact so you have the tools to be able to do something about it we run these shows every week, 11 a.m. Pacific time for 30 minutes, and one person from each class will be able to enter into a drawing for a 30-minute get-the-message-breakthrough session. So grab a piece of paper, pencil, pen to get ready for the interactive part of the car call and while others are joining us. So we're talking about reconnecting with your manifesting force finding your flow, believing in yourself, because life is flowing with love. And when we have that love and acceptance of ourselves, we are reconnected with the manifesting force that is all inside of us. And we talked about in show number six why happiness is essential to achievement. And I talked about falling in love with your objective and how love is the prime manifesting force. We're going to be talking today about this essential first step so you can come in contact and consistently be able to draw on that. It's straightforward, but for many people, it's really hard to pull off. Here's the key. It is to love and believe in yourself and your own capacities. Now, I'm not talking about a narcissistic love of self. No, I'm talking about self-love, self-respect, self-worth. And as you contribute to the creation of your life, as you start to notice that which is happening in your life is that you participate in, even if it's things you didn't really want to happen, you start to take more power and say, wow, I wonder what the message was there. Why did that happen? And then you go on day by day by day and you start to see, wow, I really am co-creating experiences in my life. And then, you know, if you generally have a feeling of fulfillment, joy, and a kind of this background sense of life is good, 
it's likely, that's a measure that you've got a healthy degree of self-love. But if, on the other hand, you're generally frustrated and in unfulfilling work or relationship, you likely have resistance to self-love. So here's how to reconnect, how to start that reconnection process to your manifesting life force. Now, we talked about accepting your past life choices, accepting your past life choices, and that was in show number seven where we talked about the three keys, the powerful keys to change. We're going to be talking about this in this show in a lot more detail. The second thing you need to do is to believe in your capabilities. Believe in your capabilities and not needing anybody else to tell you, confirm you. It's great when they do, but you don't need it. You know who you are. You know what you're capable of. And then third is take action. So first, talk about these three things now again. It's reconnecting to your manifesting life forces. First, accept your past life choices. Listen to show number seven for more detail on how to do that. Two, believe in your capabilities. And you have that self-confirming and self-knowing. You don't need anybody else on the outside to do that. That's a bonus if they do. Third, take action. Even small steps towards that which you desire is a form of self-love. Now, it goes without saying that we need to do this without harming others. Everything we desire to create ideally is to be for the highest good of you and of all involved. And this ensures that our actions are karma-free. Now, the key to this show is to help you really feel worthy of your wishes and desires, to put you back into the picture. It needs to be really the highest good of you too, my friends, not just for others. So loving yourself doesn't mean you have to purify yourself of all the blockers, the wrongdoings, the wrong thinking. It's way easier than that. It's to learn and understand from experiences that have happened in your life. Really see it as a learning process. And once you see why something happened, you see the learning contained in the situation, then the scene can be released. You don't need to review it anymore. You don't have to put any more emotional or mental power on it to understand it, resolve it, fix it. You will love seeing all that you can see in the lessons of that and move on. Now, understanding that kind of at a mental level and be able to do it, well, that's what we do at the School of Self-Revolution. We teach you how to move into acceptance of self first, acceptance of what was, and loving self. And then you're drawing near that which you want to experience and have in this lifetime. Now, we talk a lot about clearing processes in the school. And one of them is called a past perception revision process. And really the magic and why it works so effectively is it helps us understand the underlying reason why something happened, what we learned from it, in a very relaxed, really profound way. And often there's self-forgiveness and ahas that come from it. But more than that, because just releasing what was is just the first part. We project into what you want to happen in the future. So you start to tap into that can-do power because you've got the support of your unconscious mind, that manifesting force. 
So what if, you know, if you're thinking back on a memory or an experience and a part of you still wishes that it turned out differently and it's really hard to accept the loss, well, discover what's still hard to accept about it. Is it you wished you acted differently or you wanted somebody else to act differently? Turn it into something so fulfilling in your mind that you actually would have preferred that outcome. No, it's not about lying to ourselves. It's about approaching life in a way that is in the moment, that's present and empowered with your manifesting force. And it's releasing you from past experiences that are done, past experiences that are complete, past experiences that are gone. Nothing you can do about it in terms of actually changing it then, but you can change how you perceive it today. And that's where your power is. So I'm going to walk you through a quick way to change a perception about an event so that you can begin to release yourself from overanalyzing and eventually the feeling of having to fix that moment. And that will keep you from reliving it. This is where a lot of anxiety comes from, actually. Reliving moments that were difficult. And when you... release it, the anxiety about having to deal with a situation that's like that goes, vanishes, so somebody could find themselves feeling really comfortable doing presentations, public speaking, asking for that client to hire you, asking for that first date. You release the concerns because you're not reliving the moments where they didn't quite turn out so well. So we're going to do a quick example right now, so grab that piece of paper. I'd like you to get an experience of the uplifting power of reframing. I'd like you to pick an event that didn't go as you would have liked it to go or hoped it would have turned out. Something that maybe happened today or perhaps this past week. Pick something that maybe you've been kind of chewing over in your mind. You're like, oh, I wish I'd said that. I wish that didn't happen. Oh, you kind of have a regret or remorse. Okay, if you've got something in mind, great. I want you to just write a sentence or two down on your paper right now. And if you don't have access to paper, that's fine too. Um, There's just something really quite powerful about writing things down. And it accesses a different part of our brain, not just in our mind, but we're actually bringing it into the body. It's, It's more holistic. But if you can't do that, that's fine too. So I'd like you to rate the desirability A 10 is extremely desirable. You would very much love to experience that again. A 1 would be, uh, you cringe. You don't want to have that happen again. So because I told you to write down something that was kind of not not ideal and was troubling, it's probably going to be closer to the 1 scale, okay? So now I'd like you to write that down. Now I'm going to give you just a little bit about what the full process is. It's called a past perception revision process that we teach in the school. In the full process, we're not just simply reframing a single perception of an event or an experience that we had. We're actually rewriting and rewiring neurologically that event so that when you recall it in the future, the new one has been overlaid in your unconscious mind. The emotion is reduced, and not only that, but it's replaced with self-love, forgiveness, and empowerment. It's future-oriented because 
there's one thing to release the past, but we also need to be projecting into the future. Our can do and that we can cause that which we want to experience. Now, in the full past perception revision process, we track down in the unconscious mind through body sensations, and we find how we started to decide about how to handle things could be way, way back in childhood. But what you do is you actually reframe each little step along the way when you made this little alteration, this little change to your mindset, this little habit to adapt yourself to an environment or situation that you really weren't happy in. So we don't have time to do the complete process, but I'm going to give you an experience of a release of just reframing a single moment in time. And by the way, if you'd like to reach out and you want to learn this process in full, you can request one of the consultations. I would suggest a 50-minute consultation for us to do it fully and completely, but I'm happy to show you how to do that and provide the forms and everything. So just whenever you book the consultation, tell me what you'd like to work on. It's called Past Perception Revision. You're revising how you perceive the situation. Okay, so now let's get back to your day, your event. Maybe it was yesterday or a week ago where it was an irritating, frustrating, frustrating moment. So I'd like you to review it right now. In your mind's eye, why was it so horrible? Why didn't you want that to happen again? What was so troubling about it? Now, take a brand new piece of paper, and I want you to write on the top of the paper, reframing my perception, reframing my perception. Give yourself permission to change everything about that event that moment in time, except the beginning. You have to keep the beginning the same. And then you can change everything out else. You can change how somebody talks to you. You can change how you handle a situation. You can change what actually happens, the outcome. First thing we're going to do is we're going to take the sting out of it. We're going to reduce the emotional energy. So maybe you got angry, you lost your temper, or maybe you cried, or... Um, Maybe you were impatient and harsh with somebody. And then, and so there's two ways to do this process. I'm going to teach you both ways, and you're going to choose which one you want to do. Okay? So we're just reframing a moment in time within the last week that really didn't turn out the way you wanted it to turn out. So the first one is you just take the emotional sting out of it. You reduce the emotional energy. You stop kind of chewing on it in your mind. The second way is to actually get the learning, the lesson, and completely heal the event. And you give future instructions to your manifesting power, your unconscious mind, how you'd like to create, handle, and perceive situations like that in the future. I'm going to repeat that because it's very powerful to understand this. Most in terms of my experience, is a lot of um, like EFT, um, different modalities that help you, uh, I guess, NLP, things like that. They help you reduce the emotional energy, the charge on it. But in my experience with those healing modalities, they don't give you new future instructions. They help reduce reduce the discomfort, but they're not putting in new instructions on how you'd like to handle that. This process does that. 
So right now, we're just going to do the first one because we don't have the um, time to go into the second deeper layer of healing that takes more time and instruction. So now I'd like you to take that moment that you said, wow, that's why it was so troubling. That's why I really didn't want that to happen in that way. And reframe it. Take whatever upset you about it and make whatever changes are needed. Now give yourself permission to tap into that imagination, that creative force to change your life, change your life situation. You're going to write that down on that new piece of paper or just imagine in your mind. I'm going to give you an example here. This is one from, oh my gosh, 12 years ago, 14 years ago, a long time ago. It was when my strong-willed son was six years old. I had a large closet off my office, and it was piled with all sorts of things in there. I mean, it was a mess. One day, he was frustrated. He didn't want me to work. He wanted my attention. So he went into the closet and started climbing on the shelves, you know, hanging on the railing. And I pulled him out of the closet saying, what are you doing here? You could get hurt. You're making a mess. I walked him directly up to his room and shut the door. Now, it was intense at the moment because I don't like to get angry and upset. And I was really frustrated because I knew he was acting out on purpose to get my attention. So I kind of pulled him out of the closet and just marched him up, you know, kind of slamming the door. Well, my reframe would be I see him going into the closet. I hear the shuffling around. I peek my head in and say, honey, what are you doing? It immediately neutralizes him because he doesn't hear my angry voice. Now he's getting attention, which is what he wanted. I go into the closet. I sit on the floor and I say nothing. I just sit there. Since he's not getting an angry reaction, my upsetness, it neutralizes the situation. He climbs down from the shelves in the closet, goes out into the back garden to swing. I want to recognize him for his good decision. So I go back out into the garden, sit beside him, and I start swinging. We have fun, we laugh for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then I go back into work. And you see, about, see that? Notice that it's all about me. It's how I reacted. That's the most empowering way to change patterns that are uh, disconnecting you from self-acceptance, self-love, and self-empowerment. So now I want you to look and see, do you need to add anything to your reframe? Make sure you put things in there like there's um, visual, what's in your environment, what are you hearing, what's the auditory, and how are you feeling? Like I'm swinging on the swing. I can really feel that. I'm out in the garden. It was a lovely garden. Now, when we are reframing things where we overreacted, like the example with my son here, or something didn't go right and we got frustrated, Often the things that we hold against ourselves the most are when we lose emotional control. And so you can probably see how effective this process could be with self-forgiveness. You're changing a reactive pattern so you can be more present, more loving, and more understanding in the moment. Because that's all we really have is today in the moment. And that really begins with a full and complete belief in self, conviction, that you can make those changes, and confidence in your abilities 
Now, if you don't believe in yourself in, and who you are in a throughout way, how can you expect others to follow your lead? If you're married or if you have children or if you're employed or you're in business, you need others to follow your lead. So believing in yourself is essential for success in anything that you're doing. Self-love is essential for success because people can feel it when we accept and love ourselves and they want to be near that because so many people don't. We become very attractive to the world when we come from self-acceptance, self-love. So let's talk a little bit about beliefs and how they affect our success. Well, let me count the ways. If your unconscious mind has been made to believe that you don't know enough, you're going to keep learning, 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 or you're going to have that belief and just think, well, I don't know enough and give up. Or if your unconscious mind believes you're not worthy of love and joy in your life, well, it's going to make your life experiences right. You're not going to get that. If your unconscious mind believes life is a struggle and things shouldn't come easy to you, well, it's going to make your life right. And if your unconscious mind believes that if you step out of your comfort zone, you'll fail, well, it'll make your life situation right. Care to find out what your conscious mind believes? What is it creating for you, your consciousness? A simple exercise. Look at the key areas of your life. We did this in full in radio show uh, seven, uh, three powerful keys to change, which you can listen to on the blog. Look at the three key areas of your life right now, or your four. Where you live, is it where you want to live? Your work, is it fulfilling? Your love relationship, is it intimate, connected? Is there, you know, happiness? acceptance, love, your health, is it good? you have the energy to do what you want to do? Sleep's good? If these four areas are not as fulfilling and satisfying as you'd like them to be, that is a sign that your conscious mind feels disempowered. There's not that communion with your unconscious mind. And that's part of what we do, is that teaching you how to have that bridge, how to merge it, so that when you think about something that you want, your unconscious mind takes action on it, and it starts to manifest it for you. That's where your manifesting force is. Now, the language your unconscious speaks is beliefs, really. It works from these beliefs almost like a movie script. It selects the actors. It draws the actors into your life. They're going to play out what it believes. And it's going to make your beliefs true. And that's why some people find that they can move from one situation to another and the problem follows them. It's not the person and it's not even you. It's your beliefs that run in the background, like little subroutines playing out the script you've written. I'm going to repeat that. It's really important. The language your unconscious uses is beliefs. It works from those beliefs, creating a movie script. It selects the actors. It selects the words. The whole play. That's why many people find that they move from one situation, one relationship to another, and the problem follows them. It's not the person that you just attracted. It's not even you. It's just the beliefs that are running in the background, like little subroutines, playing out the script it wrote for you. 
we want to change the script. We want to tap into the manifesting power. We don't want to keep reliving that script. And we might be a little concerned when we think, wow, my current life reality, I'm influencing that. It's turning out the way like this. That I don't really want that. But if it truly is your beliefs and you have access to changing them, then the sky can be the limit other than physical, you know, limitations like I spoke about, I think, last um, in radio show number seven. Now, thinking about what we want is not enough. Affirmations are not enough. That's why EFT, for some people, can be effective. For other people, it's not, especially if the belief is in your unconscious mind. Saying what you want is not enough. Even writing it down is not enough. Because the problem is, very rarely do these methods get past the gatekeeper. And the gatekeeper is your conscious mind. It's got the limiting beliefs, And then the unconscious mind is enacting those limiting beliefs. So even though we may really want to experience self-acceptance, self-love, the conscious mind won't allow it. It won't allow this harmonious working and empowerment between conscious mind and unconscious. Now, bypassing the critical conscious mind, some people do things like that by using hypnosis. I don't know about that because I'm not someone who likes to hand over control to anybody else in my life. Now, anybody hearing me, family members would say, yeah, that's true. And I don't want you to hand over control over anybody else in your life. I'm not saying hypnosis doesn't work, but I prefer you to stay in charge of what's in your unconscious mind. I want you putting in there what you want. Think about the last time you watched um, a drama or an intense movie. I'm going to give you a little bit of clue how powerful this is, this um, communication between your conscious mind and your unconscious. So you're sitting in the movie theater, right? It's dark, and the the music's playing, and the actors are on the screen, and there's the visual, there's the auditory. You're feeling the seat you're sitting in the movie theater, right? And you might have noticed yourself identifying with the character on the screen. Maybe you wanted it to be safe. Maybe you wanted it to win, did your heart race? Some people actually start to like sweat. They can feel as if they are being chased by the villain. Did you tell your body what was happening? Did you instruct your heart to race? No, it just happened because your conscious mind was taken in the movie. Your body reacted as if you were in it. And that's the way your conscious mind and unconscious mind work together. You have experiences, you pass it on to the unconscious mind, and then it manifests it for you. Well, in this example, it was a movie, but it was manifesting it, right? You're running, you're running away from the villain, and your heart's racing, and you're all sweaty. So the only way in my, in, in my experience of working with the unconscious mind for the past, I guess, 14 years now, is to create permanent change. There's no way around it. It's to get your conscious mind to allow communications from your unconscious. So you can change its beliefs, you can change its programming, and you can give it directive about what you want rather than just replaying history. And when you have the method to communicate with your unconscious mind directly, major life changes happen. Well, how do you do that? Well, this is where the School of Self-Revolution can be very supportive in your process. Since this is deep and profound work to gain direct access to your manifesting power, 
it's vital that you work with a method that's safe and it's been cross-checked thoroughly and you're working with someone you can trust. That's really important if you're going to work with anybody. I've been teaching this, how to do this in a natural, easy, loving way that brings about a sense of peacefulness and harmony to yourself and relationships. There's a step-by-step system to do this, and it begins with loving yourself enough to invest in what you want to accomplish or experience in this lifetime. Loving yourself enough to invest in you. And then we get your conscious mind and unconscious in harmony. They're working in partnership. So when you detect a body sensation that just happened after you had a thought or a feeling, you'll be able to permanently change it. You'll change the belief that's associated with it. And in a sense, you actually get to write new subroutines so you stop self-sabotage and get the results you want in your life. Then we move on to creating an objective that's perfect, ideal 10 for you today, what you'd like on all dimensions, and most importantly, to your original self, that part of you that came into the world with all this hope, love, joy, harmony, like we're supposed to be. Then you get that objective so optimized for you, and you communicate it. Say, hey, unconscious mind, this is what I want. This is what I want. You want to help me? And it says, yeah, I'll help you. And then when there's some like little blockages in the communication, no big deal, we figure out what they are and you clear them. So we're going to be running the next uh, training coming up soon. I think it's going to be in March. So take a look on schoolofselfrevolution.com for when our next trainings are, and I'd love to have you in it live. All right. Thank you all for joining me and sharing this time. Remember, you don't have to settle for what's going on in your life at this moment. You now have access to tools that can accomplish precisely what you want to experience. Don't settle. Life is short. Take care, everybody. Bye for now.